coming this Saturday, there will be blood. Head to mybookie.ag and get in on the UFC first blood promotion. When any fighter on the main card bleeds, you win. The second you see blood, cha-ching, you get paid. With this bet centered around five main card bouts, including two title bouts, you know the octagon won't stay dry for long, so take advantage of this opportunity to make some easy money with my bookie. Nick Diaz has bled in three of his last four fights. Robbie Lawler is a leaky faucet, so you know by the end of his five-round rematch, blood will be spilled. Head to my bookie now and use my promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, and start off with a double deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE to double your money so you can double your winnings with MyBookie. And that's not all. If you deposit now, you'll also get a free entry into MyBookie's $50,000 NFL Survivor Pool. That's a double deposit bonus, free money on the UFC, and a free shot at fifty grand. That's what I call a winning season. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule. So you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. You are looking live at a sold-out Memorial Stadium in Columbia. What the hell is this game Guys, starts with teams. Let's hit it rolling now. Let's earn this thing today. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make the calls. Yeah. I'll be selling groceries. They shot me in Denver. You will not. You will not. You will not. You will not. That's right on three. One, two, three. Week three in the National Football League. Thursday night's not-so-scintillating Carolina Panther versus Houston Texans game. Too late for this edition of the ZabeCast. Please check your local newspapers and or websites for the results and details. Sunday, we've got the one nine two two one one lineup of games highlighted by the big three Buccaneers at Rams, Packers at Niners, and Chargers at Chiefs. Let's get started in the one o'clock hour, and we start by going to Jacksonville. You are looking live at the electric Kyler Murray and the Cardinals at 2-0 taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars at 0 and 2. Arizona minus 7 and a half in this one. Total is 52. Foxes Gus Johnson, Akib Talib and Megan Olivi on the call. Sean Smith is your referee. The Jaguars actually put out an ad that said, "Stand, just hang with us. Bear with us. We're trying hard. Better days are ahead." Not sure if that's going to please the locals, but they're off to a terrible start. That takes us to the Meadowlands. You are looking live. At the Atlanta Falcons and New York Giants, 0-2 versus 0-2, and you're looking at two teams with the quarterbacks of yesterday. Two lumbering pocket passers. Although, let's be honest, Daniel Jones can run just a bit. He did for almost 90 yards against the football team last Monday night, but otherwise, Matt Ryan... And Daniel Jones, Ufa. Giants are three-point favorites because somebody has to be. Total is 47 and a half. Foxes, Kenny Albert, Jonathan Vilma, and Sarah Walsh 
on the call, Adrian Hill. Yo, Adrian is your referee. That takes us to Detroit. You are looking live. At the gambling, John Harbaugh and the Ravens, fresh off their bold win against Kansas City, going for it on fourth and one to seal the game. The one and one Ravens are eight and a half point favorites over the O. And two Detroit Lions who went into Lambeau and led at halftime 17-14 to but couldn't get the job done. Total is 50. CBS's Greg Gumbel, Adam Archuleta, and A.J. Ross on the call. Scott Novak is your referee. That takes us to Cleveland. You are looking live. At Justin Fields of the Ohio State as he will get the start for the Chicago Bears at 1-1, one one, taking on the similarly one and one Cleveland Browns. Browns, though, are seven and a half point favorites. Bears won their game last week with Fields looking just okay. Just good enough against the Bengals. Total is 45 and a half. We'll see how he does in a full 60 minutes under center. Fox's Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, Pam Oliver on the call. Ronald Torbert is your referee. That takes us to Pittsburgh. You are looking live. At the NFL's bad blood feud, the one and one Bengals against the one and one Steelers. Bengals and Steelers. Pittsburgh is minus three. Total is 43. Big Ben has been banged up this week. Also, Uh, Joe Burrow had one, two, three picks in a row last week. Let's hope if you're a Bengal fan, he doesn't do it again this week. Kevin Harlan for CBS with Trent Green and Melanie Collins on the sidelines. Cleet Blakeman is your referee. We go to Tennessee. You are looking live. At the battered and taped up Carson Wentz. He'll try to go for the Colts at 0-2 against the 1-1 Tennessee Titans and King Henry, who had a field day last week in Seattle. Titans are minus 5, total is 48. Andrew Catalan, James Lofton, Michael Grady? Michael, who? Michael Grady on the sidelines. CBS with a call, Bill Vinovich is your referee. That takes us to Kansas City. You are looking live. At the rising star that is Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers at 1-1, one one, taking on the 1-1 one one Kansas City Chiefs as six-and-a-half-point underdogs. Your total is 54-and-a-half. Of course, they're going to send the A-team wherever Patrick Mahomes goes, basically. Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and the Wolf. Tracy Wolfson on the sidelines. Sean Hockley, he's a good one, son of the Ed, is calling the game as referee. That takes us to New England. You are looking live. At Alabama's Mac Jones and his first win as a starter in this league came last week against the Jets. This week he catches the 1-1 one and one New Orleans Saints. Patriots at 1-1 one one are three-point favorites at home. Total is 42 and a hook. Last week, the Saints missed seven coaches on offense. This week, the Saints had their stadium catch fire. How's it going for them so far? Not so good. Uh, your announcers for the game, Adam Amin, Mark Schlereth, and Shannon Spake on Fox. John, you hussy, is your referee. And finally, in the 1 o'clock window, that takes us to Buffalo. You are looking live. At the legend of Taylor Heineke of Old Dominion. He did it again last week, rallying the football team to a stunning victory, lucky victory over the New York Giants. The 1 and 1 woofed, taking on the 1 and 1 Bills, who blanked Miami last week. Bills are minus 7.5. Washington has issues on defense. And, of course, people are begging me, where's the bite, Say, Where is the guy on a buffalo bite? Well, there it is. I'm on a buffalo. Yeah, I'd probably be on a buffalo. Guy on a buffalo. There you go. I fired them all. Chris Myers, Daryl Moose, Johnston, and Jennifer Hale on the call. Tony Carrenti is your referee. We go to the 405 bridge window, and we go to Las Vegas. You are looking live. At John Gruden and the undefeated Raiders taking on the 1-1 one one Miami Dolphins with Jacoby Brissett now at quarterback as Tua Tungavailoa is out with broken ribs for an undetermined amount of time. Raiders are minus four 
in this game. CBS has Ian Eagle, one of the best in the biz, with Charles Davis and Evan Washburn on the call. Carl Cheffers is your referee. That takes us to Denver. You are looking live. At the league's most reliably hopeless franchise, the New York Jets. 0-2 and, and coming off a four-pick game for their rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson. Denver's 2-0, and they are a big 10.5-point favorite. Your total is 41.5. CBS with the worst crew they could assemble. Spiro Adidas, Jay Feely, and that's it. Gets sent to Denver. Land Clark is your referee. That takes us to the 2 four twenty-five Eastern Time Prime Games, and we go to Minnesota. You are looking live at Greg Joseph, the kicking goat of last week. Seahawks are 1-1. One one. They come into Minnesota to take on the 0-2, but could be, should be 2-0 Vikings. Total is 55. Kevin Kugler, Mark Sanchez, Laura Oakman on the call, and yes, Paul Allen, please wait for the referees to signal with their arms skyward that a kick is good before you belt out. It is good. Clay Martin is your referee. That finally takes us to the sexiest matchup of the weekend, and we go back to Los Angeles. You are looking live. At Tom Brady and the steamrolling Bucks, another big number last week as they broke the game open against the Falcons in the second half, and they are one-point favorites over the similarly 2-0 Los Angeles Rams. Total is 55.5 in this game. I don't normally do totals, but if I did... It's hard not to go over. Perfect field, perfect weather, perfect passing. Stafford versus Brady, slinging it, talent on both sides of the ball. It just screams over to me. Should be a good game. Foxes, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Aaron Andrews, and Tom Rinaldi. Don't forget him on the sidelines. Craig Rolstad is your referee. That takes us finally to Sunday night and San Francisco. You are looking live. At Aaron Charles Rogers and his return again to the Bay Area. The 1-1 one one Packers taking on the 2-0 Niners. San Francisco a three-point favorite. Total is 50. And don't forget, it was the Niners who tried to pry Aaron out of Green Bay this offseason. And it did not work. We'll see how this one goes. NBC's Al Michaels with the call. Chris Collinsworth, Michelle Tafoya, and the ladies' man, Jerome Boger, is your referee. Finally, we go to Monday. Even though this feels like a Monday Zabe problem, let's go ahead and get it on the docket. We go to Dallas. You are looking live. At the clock mismanagement hijinks of what? Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Cowboys. They won despite him. A 56-yarder from Greg, the leg. Zerline at the gun last week in LA. Dallas is one and one. Eagles come to town to take them on. They're one and one as well. Dallas minus three and a half. 51 and a hook is the number. Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick on the call. That's on ESPN on ESPN2. It's the Manning Boys with a host of guests. Their broadcast, by the way, double doubled from week one, about 800,000 viewers to 1.5 in week two. What's the ceiling? What's the high watermark? Who knows? But the Manning cast is highly entertaining. Your referee for the week is Brad Rogers. And there it is. Week three in the National Football League. Coming this Saturday, there will be blood. Head to mybookie.ag and get in on the UFC first blood promotion. When any fighter on the main card bleeds, you win. The second you see blood, chishing, you get paid. With this bet centered around five main card bouts, including two title bouts, you know the octagon won't stay dry for long, so take advantage of this opportunity to make some easy money with my bookie. Nick Diaz has bled in three of his last four fights. Robbie Lawler is a leaky faucet, so you know by the end of his five-round rematch, blood will be spilled. Head to my bookie now and use my promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, 
Alpha, Bravo Echo, and start off with a double deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE to double your money so you can double your winnings with MyBookie. And that's not all. If you deposit now, you'll also get a free entry into MyBookie's $50,000 NFL Survivor Pool. That's a double deposit bonus, free money on the UFC, and a free shot at fifty grand. That's what I call a winning season. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. All right, now that the table is set, let's make some damn money. Say hello to Mr. X. You can find him at callmemrx.com. Mr. X, how we doing this week? Well, it was a heck of a rebound. It was a great week. <laughs> it was sure. night. Mr. It was nice. Mr. Go Light. Go Light, he says. Yeah. Go Light yeah. then has one of the best weeks he's had in a long time. And this was after you assured me on Thursday night. The, the damn Giants are not losing to Washington. And no, so you dug around. in. Yeah. Well, you yeah. said you said that the you said that Washington for the legal limit was going to cover. Yes, it is. And they didn't they lost, but they didn't cover. And you dug yeah. in. You said you were like Tim Tebow. After the next, that, the next day I was Tim Tebow. Yeah. You will never see a handicapper work, work harder. harder the rest of this year ever. <laughs> I was so mad. I know. Lucky win. It happens sometimes. So anyway, uh, college was good as well. For more on Mr. X, just go to his website, callmemrx.com. And uh, there was a great anecdote of a guy. You you threw out a three-team money line underdog parlay in college. It hit. That is three underdogs to win straight out or to straight up or or outright and those money line dog parlays pay real nice. So one of your subscribers hit it for a nice modest amount of money. The payout was like $750. And then you recommended on Saturday night, you said take half a unit and here's a pro money line underdog parlay. Play that and the guy who is your subscriber mistook half a unit for half of what I just won with the college three-team money line dog parlay, which was a nice chunk of change. And so he ended up turning like three fifty into thirty-seven grand. Yeah, the, the the college paid fifteen to one, so his buck paid fifteen. And then I said, just roll half a unit onto the three-dog parlay on the NFL because those don't hit as often, meaning half of the of the 100. He meant he played half of the 1,500 winning. So he throws 750 on this, and it hit 25 or 26 to 1. Well, I hope he – I was he, like, dude, next time read more carefully. But I, nice hit. <laughs> I hope he only won as much as he could afford to yes. win. I hope he could afford to win 37 grand. And if he told his wife – Hey, look what I just won on sports, and she wasn't happy. That's when the Lisa Simpson line yeah. comes in. Yeah, you think she would be right, but she's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. That's, I actually always misquote that. And somebody pointed out to me, Lisa didn't say that. Who said Homer that? Said Homer, that. Homer said Lisa that. Lisa said, won't mommy be happy we won all this money? And Homer says, yeah, you'd think that, wouldn't you? Would you would think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Fantastic. All right, so last week, let's recap. The week that was, how'd the favorites do? How'd the dogs do? How'd the overs, unders do? Public money, what was the tally in week um, two? The favorites went nine and seven um, after the atrocious first week. The overs, unders went eight and eight. The home teams only went seven and nine. So it was a pretty even week everywhere. The public went four and four, the way I track it. Um, that's just me tracking the games that the public bets heavily on one side. So that's how they did. On to us. I went two and one. I went two and one. My lock came home. Niners were my lock. It was a greasy win against the Eagles. Uh, Eagles gave up a lot of. They they didn't give up. The Eagles squandered a lot of chances early to score points and didn't get it done. Niners took a number of injuries, more injuries at running back, but they got it done. They're they're five and zero oh, East Coast under Shanahan, which is a pretty good number coming east for uh, them. That was my lock. I also hit Green Bay thanks to a late surge. It didn't look good at halftime as they were down yep. seventeen to fourteen, and they were laying twelve. Did that game go off at a dozen? Yeah, eleven and a half, twelve. Right. Okay, a uh, big number there. And then my other big dog was Atlanta, which was hanging within the envelope of the spread into the third quarter, but then it all collapsed on them. And uh, Tampa had 
two pick sixes by the same dude on defense. Yeah. Yeah. Two and one, good week, especially when you hit the lock. Puts you to four and two and two and oh on your locks. Good start. Fuck, I'll take that start. Meanwhile, you went one, two, three and oh. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Your picks last week were? Yeah, uh, the lock was Denver, uh, smoking Jacksonville. Uh, what's his name? Lawrence uh, had the oh, incredible drive to open the game. Bing, 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 up seven, nothing. Uh, <laughs> A little concerned, and from that moment on, they Jacksonville played like Jacksonville, so it was easy. I had the Patriots, of course, beating a rookie quarterback, and that was easy. And I had Vegas outright upset, catching a touchdown versus uh, Pitt. So on your show, 3-0, which brings me to tie you at 4-2. and And the lock, my locks are now 1-1, one and one, so catching up on you there. Okay. So Good o- week. overall, uh, our locks are 3-1. and one. And our totals are eight and four. Not too shabby. That'll work. Okay, uh, let's get to this week. Uh, I have got this week, for my three picks, the Vikings plus one and a half at home versus Seattle inside the beautiful gleaming glass hothouse up there in Minneapolis. You know, the Vikes should be 2-0. and of course, I should have a head of hair and a 34-inch waist, but I don't. Should be 2-0. and Their kickers suck. The defense for Minnesota is not good. Kyler Murray just went all off against them. However, Seattle gives it up on the ground. And I like Dalvin Cook in this matchup to run against Seattle. And I'm going to take them to bounce back. The horrific loss bounce back with an announcer miscall is a good system play. I'll take the Vikes plus one and a half. You heard Paul Allen call the field goal good, right? Yes. That is terrible. Hey, there's a guy under the goalpost. He puts his arms up or he doesn't, you know, just. Yeah, just look walk. at him. Stop trying to look at it yourself. Just look at him. It'll it'll be one second later than when you guess at whether or not it's good. Uh, the Raiders minus four against Miami. Now, listen, Miami got shut out 35 to nothing, and they're on a new quarterback in Jacoby Brissett, who's not very good. He thinks he's a starter. He said he's a starter. He's not a starter. Raiders are 2-0. and they just went into Pittsburgh and beat them. This is the squarest play I will ever play. It's so herder. This team's good. That team's bad. New quarterback, easy money. But guess what? Every now and then, square plays come home. I think this square play comes home. I'm taking the Raiders minus four. And my lock of the week is San Fran minus three against Green Green Bay. I, I just believe San Fran has Green Bay's number in the Shanny Jr. era. And I think Green Bay is still not as good as they want to be. Defensively with Joe Barry, they still suck. And they had a couple plays, a couple of elite throws by Aaron Rodgers, turned that game around against Detroit. I'll take San Fran, depleted as they are at running back, minus the three on Sunday night at home. That's my lock of the week. So going back to the window on that, there's my three. What about your three this week? That sounds good. Do we say depleted in front of San Fran like every game for how many years now? They've had three years of really heavy injuries. Okay, here's what I'll do. In week three of the NFL, you want to go every 0-2 team versus a 2-0 team. It just works. I was expecting a lot of those. There are not. There are only two, and they do stink. It's very hard to pick them, but I will take Jacksonville. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. As much as I bashed them last week. Uh, Jacksonville is catching seven, hosting the Cardinals, but eighty over well over 80% of the public's on the Cardinals, so I will take the 0-2 Jaguars there. And then the lock of the week, I'll take the Jets, catching 11. That's right, Jets, <laughs> catching 11. At Denver, Denver's 2-0, and and this is their letdown week, as they call it. Uh, we may need a huge back door to get in there, but we'll we'll try to get in there. And the third one I'll take, uh, I'm going to take Detroit at home, catching nine versus Baltimore. Uh, I think it's a letdown for Baltimore spot after the big KC win. So those are three god-ugly teams. I'll probably go two and one, and the one that I lose will probably lose by about 100 points, but that's okay. Let's try to go two and Those are bold plays right there. Those are those are plays only a mother could love, but you know what? There's a reason why the Vegas odds makers set the lines where they do, and if people never played the scuzzy teams that look like absolute dog shit, well, then they wouldn't have big casinos with gleaming glass facades <laughs> and polished well, brass handles, would they? Well, they get those big casinos because everyone lays those numbers. Exactly. 
Exactly. You are you are flying into the teeth of the hurricane there. College football this weekend, it seems like everybody I know is talking about the Irish Badger game. Uh, Notre Dame has fallen now to like a six-point dog when it opened almost under a field goal. They might have been two and a half, three at one point. It's neutral site, supposedly, at Soldier Field. Um, why is this game trending towards the Badgers, and what are your thoughts? Yeah, this is the classic um, ratings versus rankings, which you know most people get, but it does make a difference. Rankings reward you for what you have accomplished. If you're five and zero, oh, you get ranked in the top twenty. It, it doesn't tell you how good you are; it tells you what you earned or what they think you are. Ratings out of Vegas, how strong a team is. I know Notre Dame's ranked. They're uh, Wisconsin is a solid three or four point higher rated team than Notre Dame on a neutral field. A lot of people don't get that. Wisconsin is a better team. It doesn't mean you win, but they're a better team. Now, the question is, okay, four points if it was neutral. It is kind of neutral. They call it a Wisconsin home game. I'm not sure why it's gotten bumped up to six, six and a half. Um, if you consider this a neutral, you can make a case for the Irish when you get up to a touchdown, but to me, Wisconsin's going to win this game. I think Notre Dame's very overrated. Um, I'm not happy about laying a touchdown, but if you can stay at six, I would do it. I think All right. come up there. All right, there it is. We're on record. For more, of course, go to callmemrx.com, the website. You can email him there. And if you want to follow on Twitter, at just call me Mr. X. As always, the lesson is only wager as much as you can afford. Yeah, I'm white. We'll see you next week, Mr. X. Okay. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. It's been too long. It's time for charge. Good day and welcome to our single. Hey, Hoser. You missed the Hello. Luke, you missed the Luke cuckoos. Oh no! Uh, no! Boo! Hey, everybody, Boo. Charge is back on the Zabe. Yes. Feels so good. The it fans does. insisted, and so I said, "You're right." So, just a little bit inside baseball, and I shared this with Charge. I said, "You know, I've been changing up sort of the format of my features through the week, and then." I just thought fantasy-wise, so much stuff happens so late in the week that I mm-hmm. thought your Thursday advice, while certainly well-sourced and excellently reasoned, got stale by the time Sunday rolled around. And you do Fantasy Football Weekly, the podcast you absolutely need to subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. You do that Friday night. And then yes. there's on radio shows on Saturday morning. That's more current and more thorough and enjoyable as fuck. So I thought, all right, I'm just not going to do charge and fantasy. And boy, did I hear from the people after that? No, Does it, yes. really? Yes, yes. The people absolutely. have spoken. Yes, absolutely. They love hearing from you. And a lot of them said, I don't even play fantasy, but I just like you in charge. So, oh, yeah. so, so that's so special. So here's what we're gonna do because we're now and and your 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 Thursday is busy as hell with all kinds. It of is. Hits. 
Um, it and is. So, so we're doing a Wednesday hit that's going to brush on fantasy. And then we're going to talk about a couple other things. I like it. People are going to like that. So let's start with the fantasy standpoint. I'm looking at Wednesday was the day in which quarterback announcements came league-wide. Fields is in. Dalton is out. Tua is out. So it'll be uh, – uh, who's his backup down there in Miami? I've already forgotten. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby, and God, did he look bad last yeah. week. Whoa. Jacoby smoked Brissett. Um, and then you got – you got Carson Wentz with not one but two bad ankles, and apparently they haven't ruled him out yet. No, as of it, Wednesday. The, now, I, have you ever sprained an ankle? I assume yes. at some point you have. It was Imagine. The, it was the worst thing in the world, and I was twenty seven years old, <laughs> right, living right. in Chicago, Illinois, and uh, playing basketball, and I sprained it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I was in such pain. I went to our oh. shitty HMO. I was like, what can you do? They're like, ice, and here's a brace. I'm like, that's it? <laughs> They're like, yep. That's it. Now, imagine your other ankle was just as bad. You can't put any weight on either ankle. You don't have, like, the good ankle. You can't go on crutches because for crutches to work, you got to have one good leg, right, because you, you yeah. can't. You can't you can't crutch on no good legs, so I I don't know how you even get around like that. I'm assuming he's in a wheelchair at this point because it would be I can't imagine that. And God bless him for finishing the game. I mean, I you know for me one you know one sprained ankle be enough, but I don't know how you finish a game on two sprained ankles. That's absurd. It, it's almost like what are you doing? Indianapolis, like you really are that desperate to push him out there. It's like the it's like the Black Knight scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> Tis but a scratch. Tis but two sprained ankles. <laughs> a flesh wound. And, that, and only the first. You know, I'm sh- I imagine that the Colts already have a certain amount of desperation, like my Vikings do, because you're 0-2. You're a team that had, had, that had playoff aspirations, and now you're 0-2, and you already, in mid-September, are making desperation decisions and that's why you would try to get Carson ready Carson ready for a game in which he could easily re-sprain any of those. They aggravate so easily. It'd be a it could be a colossal mistake, but you get how, desperate fast in how this do league. They, how do they think they're gonna swim the final fifteen lengths of the pool to get home with Carson Wentz already jacked up on two bad ankles? What what is I their long term plan? Just fucking run them till he breaks, and then go. Okay, well that's over. <laughs> I think they already have a certain amount of buyer's remorse on Carson Wentz, don't you? Oh, I think they had that from the get go. Could right? be. It's you know, it, it, when he was with Philadelphia, we're like, man, that offensive line is constantly putting him in peril, and he's got to like make all these terrible throws because he's you know being chased around and. Now he goes behind what was widely regarded to be one of the like three best offensive lines in the league. And what happens? He's getting chased all around the field. He's making terrible throws. So I maybe it's just Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was the truth at one point. He wasn't oh, just God, yes. a good young player. He was the truth. He was sort of like small school Andrew Luck. But mm-hmm. then like Andrew Luck, he got broken. Because he didn't learn how to avoid the big wreck, the big hit. Yes, yes. Now, here's here's where it all went wrong for Carson Wentz. We go in the way back machine, Zabe, to December 10th, 2017. At the Coliseum Carson- against the Rams? Why, yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> that is uncanny of you. <laughs> well, it's when he blew out his knee, diving That's for right. a touchdown. Exactly. And at that stage in time, the Philadelphia Eagles are one, two, three, uh, 12 and 2, They're 13 rolling. and 2. They're and rolling. rolling. And Wentz is the consensus MVP at that point. Yep. He had, he had I'm, I'm eyeballing it here, roughly 20, 30 touchdowns already against five interceptions. The big arm, he looked fantastic. And Missed three games, wasn't able to play in the playoffs. Everything went sideways from there, and everything changed. He's yeah. never the same guy. Oh, well. Uh, what are their big fantasy notes yes. that are hitting week number three? Does Saquon Barkley on 10 days rest turn it around this week, Zabe? 
went back and looked at some other running backs with ACL injuries. A lot of them had the big uptick in usage in week number three, Ooh. where they took it very careful for the first, you know, the first two games. Week three rolls around, and that's when everything takes off. And in the and the opponent here is perfect. Atlanta. They allow the sixth most yards per carry. They've missed the ninth most tackles this season. They've allowed the ninth most receiving yards to opposing backs, and that's something Saquon Barkley is very good at. So this might be the opportunity right here for Saquon Barkley to bounce back and reward those people who uh, invested that late first-round pick on him and have gotten nothing so far. Okay, so there's that. What else is there for big headlines? I'm going to give you a few uh, trend or mirage topics. I'm going to give you three. Trend or mirage. Clyde Edwards-Alaire with two absolute dud games. Listen. Zabe, listen, do you that, think? Listen, that, that fucking name is mud to me because you <laughs> pimped him so hard I did. last August. I did. A year ago, August. And, of course, I, I had a position to take him, and, and I rode him right into Zeroville. So, yeah, what's yes. up with that asshole? <laughs> right. Uh, here's I, I. You know how I feel about my my player nicknames. I've officially changed. Clyde yes. Edwards Alaire is now Clyde Edwards Despair. <laughs> it's it's in the books. I'm chiseling that in. It is a lock from here going forward. Here's the thing. It's just it. He should be good, but he's not. And you, the lead running back in the best offense in the NFL. And he's just. He just can't perform in that or probably any other situation. I don't care that he was a first-round pick. I don't care the Chiefs were are as good as they are. He gets plenty of carries. He turns them into no yardage. And just he never finds the end zone. He is simply never going to be a meaningful fantasy or honestly real-life producer either. So I'm out. I'm out. It's a, by the way, good opportunity <laughs> like, this week. Like Jerry, I'm, I'm out. out. Totally done. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So there's trend Mira- Mirage number one. I think this is a trend with his dud games. Derek Carr leading the NFL in passing yards. What do you think, Zabe? Trend or Mirage? Fucking Mirage. I think he will not lead the league in passing yards, but he's going to have a lot of passing yards because they can't run the ball and they've got some talented receiver. Well, and especially, Rug, especially rugs, rugs is healthy now and he's peeling the mm-hmm. lid off of people, which is, is awesome to watch. And Waller is, is sick and I missed out on him in guillotine leagues. I'm looking at the transaction wire. Uh, oh. I bid two Oh one and Mr. Oh. X bid two fifty three. Oh, well, at least you pressed him. I'm glad that you pressed him. And that was a fair bid, by the way. A lot of people, it's it's hard to get that stuff right. So you, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that you you at least made him earn mm-hmm. that bid, which is not See, it's not always easy. The to funny do. thing is, having a, had a near death experience this week in oh, guillotine, yes. I, I'm like, I got to spend. Like, yes, <laughs> that'll do it, won't it? <laughs> yes, it's like, it's, like, it. it's like dying in Defender with all three smart bombs in your pocket. You're like, <laughs> fuck, why did I do that? So, What a great analogy that is. And you're right, the near-death experience, which, by the way, we track the near-death experiences. Uh, and when you have one, the ne- that week, it doesn't even matter. You can look forward and go, man, I got great matchups everywhere. Mm-hmm. This guy coming back from injury. I'm going to have a much better week next week. doesn't matter. Oh, 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 there it is. <laughs> there it is. Very, very nice. <laughs> I'm like, shit, Zabe? I almost died and I, I could be buying some players. I should just splurge for guys. Yes, go ahead. I, I lived about a mile and a half away from the Eden Prairie Center. Eden Prairie Center, notable for being where they filmed the mall rats, by the way. And. If I had one quarter, if I could find a quarter in the house, if I, if I had one quarter, I would get on my bike and I would ride to the Eden Prairie Center to go play one game of Defender. Bullshit. At Aladdin's Castle. Bull, if bull, that's all I needed. I am calling bullshit on that because Defender was actually known in the industry. And I've, I've, re- I've read write-ups on this as having the fastest quarter churn rate of any <laughs> arcade game of its era in the early 80s 
Like they did a study. They like they they tracked it. You know, like how quick did people burn through their quarter? It was the fastest machine because it was such a hard game. And you you take one quarter out of your house and pedal your bike. And a yes, mile and a half to go. you want pressure, Zabe. You want pressure. I've just I've got all I've got is that quarter. That's here's the thing, and this is why it's true. It was, and it was a complicated machine. Do you remember all the buttons it had? It had like oh, 10 yeah. buttons on yeah. it, right? I mean, yeah. it had a joystick and five buttons. It's like flying like a real and, spaceship, yeah. Yes, and but I got over the learning curve, and I got to be good at Defender. And then knowing that I was, I was, I was pretty good at Defender, I would go up with that one quarter. Then my, uh, that next summer, my parents sent me to camp, and I went through Defender withdrawal. I was think I I missed Defender. I would think about Defender. I'd have my hands. I'd be I'd be sitting at a table. I'd have my hands in the Defender position where all the buttons were, and I'd be playing, playing Defender scenarios defender. in my head. Yes, I was playing Ghost Defender. Of course, once once you lose all your men, then it goes into get off the fucking machine mode, where they just throw everything at you, and you yes. literally can't survive for more than maybe thirty seconds. No, that is absolutely true. Yeah. So anyway, um, so I think the Colts season is approaching that stage of defender where if they lose Carson Wentz, it's just basically <laughs> over. Yeah. That, so anyway. it, look, it's just the reality is you go 0-3. 0-2 is already historically a 12% uh, chance of making the playoffs at 0-2. Now, it, historically, of course, there haven't been 17 games, which helps. And there haven't been seven teams going to the playoffs, which helps in each conference. So you got a better chance than you used to, but still. I think the real rate on zero and two is closer to double that because as long as you're a presumed decent team, because the uh, the twelve percent figure accounts for a number of teams that were known to start the season to be shit and were mm-hmm. not going to make the playoffs. So if you're a team that's a credible team, like say your Vikings, zero yeah. and two. Should be two and zero. Should be two and zero. Yes. Um. You're you're at least a presumed decent team with a decent quarterback that nobody likes but you and me, and um, <laughs> and and so I think your rate is more like twenty five percent. It's still a bad start, obviously. And I think I'll give you ten more percent because of a seventeen week schedule, and maybe another five percent because of the extra uh, wild card. So I'm going to call it a. You're at like thirty five percent chance of making the playoffs now. Yeah, I I think that probably that probably sounds fair. I, but it oh, it feels like a must win this week for the my Vikings against uh, Seattle. I know Colts fans probably feel the same way. Zero and three, and it's it's pretty much over. Is your boy over at, there at K Fan Paul Allen okay since the botched call? You heard, of the you heard the botched call. I haven't talked to him yet. I don't know what happened. I don't know if I'm going to dare bring it up when we co-host our show on Fridays. Um, it's here. It is for those done. haven't heard. By the way. High snap, put down. Joseph, come on! It is good. No, he it's missed no it. Good. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Oh Are my heavens! Oh. So he owned up to it. Obviously, you have to. I know how Go good he is. He's probably my favorite play-by-play voice on radio in the league. But I would be if I was him, I'd be really fucking pissed. I'd be like, God damn it. Oh, he is. I know him enough to know he is. He's got a lot of pride in that. And he's very good. He's never he's never done something like that. The worst thing I've ever heard him do is get a player name wrong on a big play. Like, you know, some special teamer does a block punt, scoops it in, runs it in. And, you know, he doesn't know who 27 is off the top of his head or something. That's it. In 20 years of calling games. That's it hurts. It's emblematic, really, of the Viking season in many ways. So close and yet still ultimately wrong. And the uh, the list of horrific missed field goals keeps getting longer. The original horrific missed field goal, Gary Anderson, NFC Championship game against the Falcons. That's right. A field goal that was very close to being good. Uh, It allowed for overtime in which the Falcons won, right? That is correct. Yeah. Uh, then there, um, then there I, was the Blair Wolf project, the 27-yard gack job at point-blank yep. range in the freezing cold outdoors while you were building the new place against the dirty, rainy city bitch pigeons, the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> that one hurt me because I just wanted to see Russell Wilson fucking lose. 
and that yes. hurt there. And now this is the next one on the pile, man. It's a cruel game. It is, it is a cruel. And when when he when Greg Joseph is our current kicker, when Greg Joseph was lining up at the nine, you know, they're at the nineteen yard line. This is basically chip shot territory. And as I later just ground up the numbers, eighty eight percent make rate. Yeah. There wasn't a single Viking fan who felt confident he would make that kick. Even We've though, been tortured even though it was so many times. It was centered. Centered it from was 36. Centered for, yes. Didn't matter. Unbelievable. All right. Let's uh, move on to happier things. You want to talk virtual pinball. I, I do. Wanna, I want to talk music because you are a musical fanboy like I am. You have your favorites and your tastes. Yes. I want to I want to hit you up with this. I found something. Somebody sent me a link to a cover of a popular song right now, Dua Lipa's Levitating. And it was done by this ska band at Summerfest in Milwaukee. Mm. And I listened to it and I'm like, "Nah, I love the song, not wild about that version." It it tumbled me down into a YouTube rabbit hole where I found this guy by the name of Christopher Bill he has got a website called Classical Trombone. Okay. And he writes and adds trombone riffs <laughs> to popular songs. Now, I don't know if you like this song, hate this song or not, but I think the trombones add a really cool second layer to the song. Have you heard it before? No. You've never heard Levitating by Dua Lipa. No. So all these trombone riffs you're hearing right now, it's five I different... I like it. Yeah. So he, uh, he plays all five trombones and then stacks them up in a multi-track, YouTubes it, and this is what he does. Really good That's trombone brilliant. player. Yeah. Okay. Nobody you- th- nobody thinks about the you the trombone like, all right, I'm gonna make a song cooler by adding trombone. Why right, exactly. Now nobody's ever done that. Right. Well, there's a lot of different there's multiple different levels of trombone there's like a bass Mm -hmm. trombone that's deeper and i think there's probably three or four different versions of a trombone and he's really good at it have you ever heard of trombone shorty um i've heard the name but i don't know what that is either trombone shorty is a guy out of new orleans who has to be the greatest trombone player ever and he's got a band that uh plays just awesome blues jazz rock jazz blues jazz i don't know what you would call it per se but it sounds a little bit like this so anyway i i, I happen to pop. I like it there's your trouble so that's that's his uh, style of music, and and I'm into that because that's what I grew up on as a teenager playing drums in loser ass you know school bands and community jazz bands. You know, I and, never I never knew this about you. You, you yeah, oh yeah, no, you played oh, yeah. the drums growing up. Yes. Oh, that was badass. I so much wanted a drum set, and my <laughs> parents. So okay, true story. I want the drum set, and I'm telling I you know I'm a kid. I'm like this is seventh grade. And I've been pestering my parents on drum set. They're like, no, it makes too much noise. We don't want you practicing in the house. Of course. But, and and which you can you can probably appreciate. I'd say top three instruments most parents do not want to get their kids. Number correct. three, number three, bagpipes. <laughs> number two, tuba. <laughs> number one, drums. <laughs> um, and so they confuse my interest in drumming, which, by the way, was was fueled in part because I had friends, I had some friends who played guitar, and I was like, "This is my way to get into the band." Is they're going to need a drummer, and uh, so they confuse my interest in drums with an interest in music and being in band in seventh grade. And I come home one day from school, and my parents have an announcement for me. Guess what? You're playing the oboe. Oh my. Oboe. To which I said, 
what the hell's an oboe? And then I come to learn. Worst woodwind ever. <laughs> right? It, it is gruelingly difficult to learn and play the oboe. Like, every orchestra is clamoring for, like, the ten good oboe players there are on the planet. And, of course, I am horrible at it. The double reeds cost like 80 bucks to get one. And all I, you know, me being a, a dumbass seventh grader, I'd like bang my elbow into the cabinet, shatter it. And my parents would go through the roof and I sounded awful. You're, you're like, wow, this one reed would be 320 games of Defender. <laughs> That's <Fuck>. right. <laughs> all right. So, so after I after I played the uh, the uh, trombonified levitating, uh, a listener sent me an email for and sent a link for this band called this guy a Russian band, led by a guy named Leonid Vorobiev, and it's called Leonid and Friends, and they're Russian, and they cover mostly Earth, Wind, and Fire and oh, Chicago. Wow. Okay. And those are two of my jams. Now, here's their version of September. And it's so good. It sounds like it's the real deal. But it's got just enough little variations that you can tell it's not actually Earth, Wind, and Fire. Take a listen. You can kind of hear his Russian coming through yes. there, right? Which which makes it. But I mean, how tight is this shit? It's dead on. He also added with this composition, he added a string section of about say six or seven different, you know, strings. Yeah. And he's got a smoking hot Russian girlfriend who's singing backups. It, it's just so fucking good. I'm just blown away. And I'm like, there's people out there doing this stuff. There's this a little, reminds there's me, a little Zane, ri- There's a little riff that's yeah. different than the original. Yeah, it reminds you of what? There is a, there's a fairly brilliant podcast that's about eight episodes. And it, it feels like you're watching a documentary while you're listening to this. It's called Winds of Change. And it's, it relates to this. The oh, premise really? of, the premise of Winds of Change is this. I'm listening. The Berlin, it's 1990. The Berlin Wall just fell. The Soviet Union is on the verge of collapse and did the CIA conspire with rock band The Scorpions? Oh, right. You to told me about inf- this, yes. The song, yeah, Winds of Change. Yep. Yes, I the song to Winds of Change. Yeah. Yes, yes. The podcast is great. And it, re- it reminds me of this. This is how I think there will never be another Cold War. Or I certainly hope so. Because culture, we have exported so much culture that nobody's going to believe that America is the great evil that we were made out to be in the days of the right. Soviet Union because our culture is now embedded there. Right. Well, the thing is, I believe, and I'm looking at the notes of this, it, it was either a video they shot or some notes on one of the videos. They said, we're doing this to bring people together and to bring light into the world and to help, you know, cross cultural boundaries. And yeah, that's I love it. fucking music is absolutely universal. The comments are great as well. Uh, one guy said, this is gold. Maurice White would have been so proud to see his music cross borders like this. Um, For sure. Yeah. So anyway, if anyone else has any other sort of groups like this that do more than just covers, but maybe enhanced arrangements and are really good, uh, I would love to yes. hear it. And I got to tell you, this chick singing backups, she's an 11. And Russian. Really? Oh, really? She's, 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 a, she's, a, she's an 11, and she's Russian, which really makes her like a 15 in American terms because you know she'll drink hard and do just about anything. Oh. <laughs> so. that's, that's very, very important to us. Um, are you familiar, familiar with Puddle's Pity Party? No. All right, let's. Uh, I'm going to give you exactly what I would like you to hit YouTube on with this. Uh, Puddles P. 
pity party uh, because this falls right into your wheelhouse, I believe. Okay. Um, I just hit it me... on YouTube. All my friends, quarantine tips? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Puddles is a clown, it looks like. Puddles is a clown, yes. On this installment of Quarantine Tips, Puddles shows... No, no, no. Okay, scratch this one. Do not do this one. We need to do a one of his songs. Scroll down a little bit to Crazy Train. Do you see Crazy Train, like the fourth I one also down? See, I see Pinball Wizard, which would be a great bridge to your top. You're right. It is. Do it. Do okay, Pinball so Pinball Wizard. Uh, hold on a second. Let me get back here. Pinball, Losing My Religion, uh, pin, Folsom Prison Pinball Wizard Mashup. Mm, the mashup might be weird. We'll see. Is that That's not it, is it? I don't know. Do Crazy Train Works. So no, no, hold on a second. Are, I want to get, I yeah. get uh, uh, Pity Party and Pinball Wizard. Okay. So who, who, who is this guy? So he he started out as he's a guy wearing full clown makeup, right? And wearing a big clown suit, the big feet, the whole thing. And <laughs> it's very, very weird. He come, it's very weird looking. But then he opens his mouth and you get to hear him sing. And <laughs> it couldn't be farther from what you expect. All right. Uh, crazy train. Do crazy train. There's a lot of different versions, though. Dude, the, if the Puddles Pity Party Crazy Train is there's very chill, there's chillin' style Ozzy Osbourne surprise ending. That'll that there should is work. one yep, live version work. in Northampton, Massachusetts. Okay, uh, official video. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll just do the chillin' style. We'll yeah. Do the chillin' style. Fast forward it to forty seconds. Okay. Here we go. Weird fucking. That's how it goes. Millions of people live in this foes. Great voice. Great voice. Unbelievable voice. It's not too late to learn how to love, forget how to hate. He's got some echo and reverb on this, which sweetens it, but the the basic chops are there, and they're outstanding. They are outstanding. So so why why isn't this guy on America's Got Talent or on American Idol? He he did his breakout thing was America's Got Talent. Nobody knew who he was. He comes out in a clown clown suit, refuses to speak. He will only like pantomime when they're doing the little interview at the beginning. And then he busts into this amazing baritone voice and everybody's stunned. (laughs) Holy shit. So in other words, he's, he's, he's just honed his crazy weird act. Yes. Like you would think he could make an honest living as a straight up singer with that voice. Instead, he's got to put on this shit makeup and this stupid yes. suit <laughs> yes. and not talk. Wow. But it works. It works. Just sit right back in your hair. He's mashing, <laughs> mashing up Gilligan's Island to Led Zeppelin. From this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. Oh, this is too weird. God, you know, this would be a great time to do shrooms and just sit around the house. But I'm married with pity party. I'm married with kids. I can't do that. Just sit in my underwear with a bag of Cheetos, shrooming, watching this, and have my wife go, What are you doing? Oh, sorry. It's Puddle's pity party. Uh, yeah. He's got almost a million subscribers saved to his YouTube channel. Well, it's only 804,000. That's Which, pretty good. It's pretty good, but it's I more hate than I fact, got. I hate the fact there's people that have more that have far less talent. I hate oh, it is- when supreme talent is still undervalued, which sadly is the case in America. And- Always will be. Always will be. All right, let's uh, get to your virtual pinball. You wanted to talk about this. Uh, classic pinball machines are awesome. I grew up with one of the basement. It was uh, you did which yeah, one? King of Diamonds. Oh, King of Diamonds is a classic. Yeah, 
My dad bought it when uh, when he was young man in his twenties, and we were just born. And uh, the wraparound score is two thousand. It is. You now you know what the wraparound score is. How <laughs> weird that it's not like so. You had four. It had four. Uh, it had four dials on it, but the wraparound score was not nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, which is weird. We're back right? on YouTube because, of course, now. The machine in our basement was in a constant state of sort of working. Yes. And my dad was able to buy the replacement solenoids and mm-hmm. and rebound bands and flipper nubs, whatever the hell the parts were. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And this is what brings us to virtual pinball. Okay. Now, you're, you you and your listeners will be skeptical, and I don't care. Here's what they're doing now. They take a full-body pinball machine, Zabe, full-bodied pinball machine. No. And they instead of a playing area, you put in a 50-inch monitor. And on, on the playing area where the ball would normally go, on the back part, you've got another monitor on the back part. And inside the case of it is a PC that is powering the monitors, and they have – Basically, every single pinball machine of note that's ever been made is now emulatable to perfection on in this full standing pinball machine. So you can go, you know what? I want to play King of Diamonds. No, I want to play eight ball. No, now I want to play Playboy. Now I want to play Funhouse. Now I want to play the brand new Led Zeppelin table. It's all supported in there. You get real buttons with real action. You get a pullback plunger, just like the old days. You even get some force feedback in the tables. They build force feedback into it, so you get a little push into it, right? And it's brilliant. They never break down. They You never get bored of the same table because you want a new table, new table. Two seconds later, you're playing a different table. What are, the, what are these things? This? What do these things cost? Um... It depends a little bit, but I've just started doing research now because I only learned about this in the last week. It, it they cost between about with the PC, though the PC is like half of the cost, right? About four to five thousand dollars. Wow, is that what you would have guessed? Sounds about right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it uh, it looks really good. I would have thought that the two dimensional screen that constitutes, you know, the the bottom part would look yeah. sort of cheesy, but because it is very high pixels, high density, 4K, yes. it, it looks pretty good. It looks good. good. To go to pin, thepinballking.com, thepinballking.com, this is the place that uh, that I want to get mine from. Yeah. And I'm looking oh, at it right here. You know, Look at these. My brother, uh, being the richy rich lawyer that he is, has a actual copy of his favorite pinball machine high speed I know oh i remember high speed yeah where you unlock a police chase where like six balls come pouring out of the machine yes machine and solution and you know he, he he maintains it and stuff and it still works pretty good but yeah cool shit i had no idea that existed I didn't either. And now I'm totally intrigued by this. See, when I had 75 cents, Zabe, and I'm riding my bike up to Aladdin's Castle at the Eden Prairie Center, two quarters for Defender, one for Black Knight. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, I love some, I love pinball, uh, but it, you know, it was still video games first, but pinball second. Hmm. And I, that, oh, I love Black Knight. Yeah. Okay. All right, Charge. Uh, we're going to wrap it up today, as always. There we go. I had to jump to the middle of the song. That was kind of clumsy. I'll fix that in post-production. You're not fixing anything. You're leaving it in. All right, no. Fuck you. All right, Charge. Good luck in fantasy. Sign up for guillotine leagues. You can still do that, which is, again, yes. the beauty of the format that once the ship leaves the port, you're not actually you know, closed out. You can jump in midway, go to guillotineleagues.com, sign up. You can even start a private league mid-season. So yeah, that. with you and your friends, absolutely. All right, Thanks, Dave. We'll talk we'll to talk you next time. See ya. And that is a wrap for a modified football 
Friday. Call it Football and Friends, and Charge will be the friend every week. A little bit of fantasy, and then on to some other stuff as well. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. I'll be at the Ryder Cup all weekend long. I'll catch as much football as I can, but I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this. We'll see you Monday. Coming this Saturday, there will be blood. Head to mybookie.ag and get in on the UFC first blood promotion. When any fighter on the main card bleeds, you win. The second you see blood, cha-ching, you get paid. With this bet centered around five main card bouts, including two title bouts, you know the octagon won't stay dry for long, so take advantage of this opportunity to make some easy money with my bookie. Nick Diaz has bled in three of his last four fights. Robbie Lawler is a leaky faucet, so you know by the end of his five-round rematch, blood will be spilled. Head to my bookie now and use my promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, and start off with a double deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE to double your money so you can double your winnings with MyBookie. And that's not all. If you deposit now, you'll also get a free entry into MyBookie's $50,000 NFL Survivor Pool. That's a double deposit bonus, free money on the UFC, and a free shot at fifty grand. That's what I call a winning season. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.